This is a bonus episode of the Wrestling with Edwards podcast with your host, Scotty Wrestling. This week, I already did an episode, but today was another WWE release day. And instead of waiting a whole entire week to do another episode, I'm doing it here now. WWE has released 13 13 talents today. Some of them very rarely used on television. Some of them major parts of certain shows for the company. And really, when it comes down to it, two of them, at one time, one of the most popular acts in the company. So let's get into this. And... As you can see, this this isn't even a numbered episode. This is a special bonus episode because I just couldn't wait. I could not wait. I needed to talk about this. And you're going to hear a lot of people talk about it. But for me, there's some sadness, but also hopefulness. When it comes to some of these performers. So let's just list off all the talents real quick. of That were released. Because they all deserve that right at the very least. Fandango. Tyler Breeze. Killian Dane. Everrise. Daivari. Marina Shafir. Tony Nese. Arturo Ruas. Kurt Stallion. The Bollywood Boys. And August Gray. Every single one of them were released today. And it sucks. It absolutely sucks. This is the fourth batch of releases since WrestleMania. We had the big one with Samoa Joe. Then we had the NXT one. That saw the likes of Alexander Wolf get released. And then we saw the latest, which was Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Ruby Riot, Buddy Murphy, Santana Garrett. I might be missing someone, but did I say Ruby Riot? Because I meant to say Ruby Riot, if not. And. Now, this is the most talent, I believe, of any of them. And a lot of it comes from 205 Live and NXT. Let's start from the top. Fandango was with the company for 14 years, ladies and gentlemen. 14 years he was with the WWE. For many of those years, he wasn't even used. He won season five of the NXT game show. 
don't believe he ever actually got his title shot, unless I'm wrong. I don't think he ever got his shot as Johnny Curtis, which was what you got if you won that. Fandango managed to turn a brutally bad gimmick that was a ballroom dancer into one of the most entertaining and joyful gimmicks in all of wrestling for the past near decade. You'll never forget his debut. WrestleMania 29, his in-ring debut, he defeated Chris Jericho in a singles match on the biggest stage of them all. That's major. Fandango Mania took over when fans started singing along with his music. They made a special version of his song. They did so many things except for actually use Fandango in any real role. Now, Breezango, which, you know, this will include Tyler Breeze here, saved both of them. It gave them both an opportunity to not only be two characters that somewhat could go hand in hand, but entertain the masses and show their chops, not only as a team, but as this great comedic relief that I feel like WWE needed at times because WWE has always tried to have comedic angles and have things that make the crowd laugh, which is fine. I think comedy does belong in wrestling in certain ways, and I think they were masters at it. But anytime they got in the ring, you knew they could go. And there were so many times when they were on SmackDown and they did the fashion files and all that, you had hope that maybe one day they would beat those Usos and win those SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I think that's one of the bigger missed opportunities of the past couple of years, especially in that tag division. They were so hot, so popular. Day one is H. Like, that stuff I'll never forget. And it's because those two. Fandango was masterful at the Fandango gimmick. And for that, I applaud him. I applaud him all the way. Him and Breeze ended up winning the NXT Tag Team Championships last year. It was such a great moment. The only thing that would have made it better is if people were there to enjoy it. But it was a great moment. Moving on to Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze is a guy that should have been Intercontinental Champion. Should have been United States Champion at the very least. This man... Was everything. He is known to many. As an NXT original. The story goes back to back. You can listen to it on any interview. Whether it was the. Edge and Christian pod. When they had Breezango on. Um, anytime Breeze has ever really talked about. Who he was as a character. Him and Xavier Woods came up with Tyler Breeze. On the chopping block pitched it and that's what saved Tyler Breeze's WWE career he became a star a star in NXT 
You think back to those early days when on the network, it was him, Sami Zayn, Tyson Kidd, and Adrian Neville. It wasn't all about these independent guys. Yes, both Neville and Zayn were pretty popular on the indies, but Tyson Kidd was there. He was someone that rebuilt himself. And then there was Breeze, who had already been there for four or five years by then, I think. Maybe three or maybe four. And he changed who he was. Created this incredible character that he only got better and better with. He had the selfie stick. He had the amazing music. Everything. Everything was awesome when it came to Tyler Breeze at that stage. I tweeted out, you remember that Fatal 4-Way at the Fatal 4-Way pay-per-view for the NXT Championship? It was those four men. It's one of the greatest matches in NXT history. Breeze was a star. Full Sail loved him. They never forgot him, and they treated him as if he was a star. I'll never forget the day he returned to NXT to face off with Velveteen Dream for the NXT North American Championship. That pop inside Full Sail is magical. You remember how great NXT once was. Tyler Breeze brought that back. I was there at NXT TakeOver 25 when Breeze made his TakeOver return to face off with Dream for the NXT North American Championship. And I still think to this day he should have won that title. Tyler Breeze is one of the bigger misses by WWE, not by him. He did everything in his power, and I think he should have at the very least been a mid-card champion because that man was talented, that man is talented, and at the age of 33, he has so much left in the tank. I don't know what happens to him in Up, Up, Down, Down. That's the maybe the biggest shame of them all because him and Woods together really helped make some great content on there, whether you fell in love with their Uno or their Battle of the Brands. So much on there could be gone just from this one release, and that's a shame as well. The Tyler Breeze one really hit me today. You know, as a fan of his and knowing what he could be, it just sucked. Killian Dane. Killian Dane is a guy, you know, To me, this release makes sense, especially for him. It makes sense for him because he was never going to be used right in this company. You saw that Sanity main roster run. There wasn't a run there. Alexander Wolfe was released in the NXT releases last time. His tag team with Drake Maverick, while fun... You you knew they weren't going to give them the titles. They missed that boat. That was a spur of the moment. You can make them champions now or forever hold your peace, certain thing. Big Damo is back. He's already said it on Twitter. And I think he's going to shine wherever he goes. Everrise. Everrise is a really surprising one. They gave them that social media show. Um... 
Everize rules. Like, that was a big thing. They were popular. They were just on NXT this week. They had charisma. They had the backing of the likes of a Kevin Owens. They were clearly favorites of everyone backstage. And this this was a really shocking one. But they're so talented. They never really got to show their in-ring talent. They got to show their charisma. And I think wherever they go, it's going to be huge. Carl Anderson tweeted out that he wants to see them in Impact. So that's a possibility. I wish them the best. Let's talk about these 205 Live releases. Actually, real quick, let's finish up before the 205 Live releases. Uh, Marina Shafir of the Four Horsewomen of MMA was released, the wife of Roderick Strong. She was featured last in the uh, the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic bracket where she teamed with um hmm who did she team with maybe Zoe Stark not too sure off the top of my head but she was in there and that's the last we saw of her and Jessamyn Duke was released at the last NXT releases as well so like there's a clear theme here They're releasing people that they just didn't have legitimate use for anymore at some times with, like, these NXT releases. But it still sucks, you know? It sucks because literally on Tuesday, Roderick Strong came back, Diamond Mind, he's clearly the leader of that. And now all of a sudden, he's been... You know, they probably celebrated that moment, were so happy with that moment. Now his wife is gone from the company. She didn't wrestle much, so I imagine she'll be perfectly fine with whatever her next step is. But it was just weird to me. Now let's talk about 205 Live releases. The Cruiserweight division just absolutely destroyed this week. Um, Fightful Select had reported Sean Ross Sapp talked about how They were looking to make a serious push in the NXT Cruiserweight division moving forward. Kushida would be clearly at the head of that because understandably so, people are high on him. And I certainly believe him, especially after this week with Diamond Mine debuting, you're adding Roderick Strong to that division. You got Kushida as a great champion. All looked right. And then, and then they released Arya Davari, Tony Nese, Kurt Stallion, the Bollywood Boys, and August Gray. And now, 205 Live is down to two, three guys maybe? Because Grand Metalik and Akira Tozawa and Drew Gulak and Lince Dorado, they're all on Raw. You got Kushida. Who's actually left on that roster? This is the death of 205 Live. Daivari, Nice, and 
the Bollywood boys were all part of the NXT Cruise, not the NXT, the WWE Cruiserweight Classic, which um, this no next month is a five month five year anniversary, and I'm just thinking to myself, why? Ari Davari had a great role. That's enough of sports entertainment. Uh, great tweet. That's enough for me in sports entertainment. It's time to get back to professional wrestling. Tony Nese was clearly shocked. Um, Stallion and Gray are really shocking. They literally just signed last year. The Bollywood boys, you know, they were good team players. Ever, never heard a bad word about them. They were part of the, um, I believe they were part of the India show, the uh, Superstar Spectacle, I believe it's called. And I just ask, this has to be the end of 205 Live. There's no way it's not. Because you're not putting Kushida on there. I haven't seen him on there once. What, are you just going to have Ali Sterling and Asher Hale on there? And that's it? Is that all you're going to do? Because I don't I don't know what's the point anymore. Many agree that 205 Live is a pretty good show. It has been for the past couple months especially. With all the new talent they've been filling in, some good wrestling's happening on there. But I've noticed that Peacock doesn't upload the shows immediately after they happen on SmackDown. They take a few weeks to have to upload the episodes. So this probably is the end of 205 Live, if I had to guess. And, you know, that sucks because that's a lot of opportunities gone. But if they're just going to mesh into NXT once and for all, that might be best because there is now not nearly enough talent to keep that show going. These WWE releases just, they just suck because they're all going to be told budget cuts. And when Breezango was cut, I was like, damn, that's, that's just awful. And when I saw Arya Davari cut and when I saw... Tony Nese and Shafir, like the names were just pouring out at a crazy rate throughout the day. And it all just sucks. But now it's on to the future for them. It's on to this future that can be wonderful. Matt Cardona tweeted out something real nice. He said, it's what you make of it. It is what you make of it. And I look forward to seeing what they do. To me, Tyler Breeze has to be the hottest free agent out there all of a sudden. From this batch. Because, you know, we still have the Aleister Blacks and Buddy Murphys and um, the original releases as well. We have so many talents about to become free within the next couple to 90 days. Clearly, it's not about hoarding talent for WWE anymore. And I'm just hoping this is it. I'm just hoping this is it for the releases. We could stop. People could stop losing their jobs. And I hope for all these releasees, this is their start of not only a new chapter, but a brand new part of their career. Because there's so much talent here. And I don't expect them to shine.
This was the bonus episode of the Wrestling with Edwards podcast. Um, I'll be back next week for episode 50. Be sure to check that out. You can follow me at Scott E. Wrestling on Twitter. Uh, you can check out my articles on Last Word on Sports, Inside the Ropes, Voices of Wrestling, and Daily DDT. Thank you for listening once again. And until next time, have a good one, guys. また美学でしょう夢見